I love that. We sit down, hit the space. Bar. Yes, Here darling. We we're getting to it. It's yeah, happening. We're doing a lot today. I know, right? It's all it's all going through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going through. It is all going through. We just finished our Instagram live. Yes, it was Q&A. very fun. Thank you for everyone who joined and talked to us. It yeah. was so fun to talk to you all. It really was. And yeah. we decided we want to do more Instagram live. Yes. About, about what? We don't know. But I know, but Instagram live, I think, is a cool place to be. Yeah, it really it, is. It's also good because we live together so we can get other people on the lives. Yes. That's lucky. How we're always like, oh, we want a podcast with guests. We can have a guest on an Instagram That's live. That's true. So, well, I guess it's one more, one more thing we got to do. I know, right? <laughs> we oh, love content. We content, content, content. What you got to do? Just get a content tattoo all on my neck. Content, because it's just content, content, <laughs> content. In order, one, two, three. It's true, you know, and you know what we draw the line at? TikTok. Yep. <laughs> won't no, do it. You will not see no TikToks interest. from the two gay mats. You really won't. Sometimes you just age out of stuff, and I think that's okay. I and think it's like, fine. you know, that's for young people, yeah. and I want them to have the greatest time there. It's not for me. Have Fun. Have fun, kids. <laughs> <laughs> we want only fun things for you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode, not episode, podcast of Two Game Mats Podcast. Is that how we fine. Episode of the Two Game Mats Podcast. Yeah. I had a brain fart. I didn't remember how we started this whole podcast. Hey, but you did, you know, you picked it up by the end. Uh, it was a C plus. <laughs> not even a B minus, like know, a full C plus. But you know what? We're here. We're queer. And that's good. Yeah. And I'm Matt Steele. <laughs> and I met Palmer. And... What a week. What a week. <laughs> I mean, another week has this, gone by. This this week happened. Yes. How do you feel? Uh, you know, Devo's I was into the world. It belongs to all of us now. I feel like someone who just released a f- feature film that they've been working on for nine years hey, out into the world. You did it. Congratulations. I did do it. I have not slept a wink this week. I really want you to sleep. <laughs> I will sleep. There was one day this week where I got more than uh, six hours of sleep. That's good. Yeah. The other days, uh, it was mostly like a four and a half and then there was one day where it was like a two and a half <laughs> those are not They're valid not numbers but I you know accept. what if there is a week to do it it was this week true okay yes. well so next week are you going to try to get your sleeping back in yes, order absolutely okay. it's, it's just a lot because you know you, you release the movie and, but there's still so much that I have to do on my end you right. make sure all the marketing is correct and, and everything you're going and then you're also trying to respond to everybody and yes. you're talking to I, I'm talking to the distribution company being like ooh like this needs to be done and blah right. blah blah making sure like there are like a couple like interviews that I have like to do yeah. making sure those are scheduled. Yeah. It's just a lot. And a lot of balls in the air. It's a lot of balls in the air. And if I had someone doing each of those things for me, I would get a lot more sleep. Understandable. But I just have me. I thought, you know what? And it I, happens like that. Sometimes. And I'm not doing a bad job. No, of course no. you're not. Like I have to say, like I'm, I'm doing an okay job. I for can't imagine. I can't imagine a world in which you would be bad at that. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like this would be very much like, oh, we're going to go. We're going to be the little engine that could. We're going to make it through the promotional period. Yes. All by myself. Yes. And, and if you have not watched Two Game Hats, or Two Game <laughs> if you have not watched Devos in the movie, it's available on demand everywhere. Yes. Now. iTunes, Amazon. I gave you the whole list. You but did. you know, you get it. Please rate and review. Guys. Yes. Well, only rate if it's a five star. Of if course. We only accept five that, stars. Then keep, keep it, it to yourself. yourself. As uh, um, Casey Musgraves yes. would say, keep it to yourself. Great song. That is a great song. Oh. Matt Palmer. Yes. How was your week? My week was good. Less eventful, less stressful. Um, it sure was. Yes. <laughs> so, but nothing too crazy. Uh, we, I watched Devos again last night, so mm-hmm. that was nice. What were your thoughts? Did you discover new things? I discovered I loved it as much as I did, and if not 
more than oh, last time. So, so it had been a while since I'd seen it. It was great to see it again. Um, you know, I had nothing too crazy. Just was living life, feeling free. Worked on some music over the weekend. You were know? you? Yeah, just kind of finalizing things that were already done and kind of like, you know, there's songs that are like pretty much done, but I wanted to just like figure out how to like finalize, you of know? Of course, yeah. So there's always something that can exactly. be done. Exactly. So we're kind of in that stage and like there are a few songs that are done that are getting mixed. I'm sending my notes on to mm-hmm. the producers and the mixers and all of that. So we're being productive. Are there any songs that I, you have not played for me yet that you're like, Ooh. I think so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think you've heard of the, ba- have you heard the ballad? No. All right, well there's a ballad. There's an, up, there's an up-tempo I have not gotten produced yet that I also have not played for you. Oh my God. I know. I'm, I'm assuming the ballad will be the final track. <laughs> I don't know if it will. <gasps> oh my God, a, you always a have a ballad as a final I track? know, it's a different era we're going to see. Oh my God. I haven't organized it all. There's still a couple of songs to be written, but mm-hmm. we'll see. It's all coming together though. So otherwise everything's good and um, I got Peacock for free and I'm enjoying watching a little bit of That's it. That's great. So. What's on uh, Peacock and everything? Bethany Ever After, man. Oh, you have been watching that. <laughs> Just because, woo, if you want to see a marriage breakdown, watch Bethany getting married and Bethany ever after. And it's like, I can't believe you made it down the aisle, the two of you. Like, honestly, I don't remember what I was thinking when it was on like a decade ago. I think we were all like, oh, Jason Hoppy, what a wonderful guy for Mm -hmm. Bethany. She's not an easy lady. She has trouble in relationships and he seems so calm, cool and collected. But you watch it again. It's like, oh, no, no, you will squat at her house. (sighs) I can't believe that that show was 10 years ago. I, I had never heard of Bethany Frankel until I started living with you in 2012. Wow. And so, and I remember you talking about Bethany Ever After. So I always kind of just thought it was like a a very recent show in 2012, like in 2012. Right. And I'm like, no, oh that, no, that was That's probably the third season. Yeah, because wow. I remember watching. It watched. lasted third season, three seasons. Was, I thought it was like a one season No, thing. Bethany Getting Married was the first season. And then there are two seasons of Bethany Ever After. So yeah, it was three seasons, and the third season is tough. Oh, that is no. when they go on a boat with their therapist and get lost at sea. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, that sounds great. It was great, <laughs> but it was like bad enough lost at sea that it was in the news when it happened. I like, remember like, you saying that there was something in the news. Yes, yeah. and so I mean, I'm just revisiting, and honestly, they're just engaged now. She's just hired a straight guy assistant, and he's been like, usually, like it's. I don't understand why you know you need a, a young straight guy to like be in this office with you and like she walks around naked around here so like I was expecting like a female or a gay because like I'm the man of the house and it's like Ooh. wait Jason was saying this? Yeah. Oh, no. That's the thing is like memory is like oh I bet poor Jason he's so innocent and sweet and Bethany's a monster and it's like no no you're both monsters. <laughs> you are both just like oh my god. Yeah he's like manipulated and this is episode one. Oh my god. Episode one season one they're not even married yet. Wow. Yes. I might need to Oh, watch. if I'm telling you, it's I'm very intrigued. I'm very it's intrigued. Devastating. So that's really been, you know, exciting for me. I've only started the journey again, but like every scene is I've like I've only started the journey I'm, again. I'm I'm telling every scene is just like a what not to do in a relationship. Oh wow. <laughs> and it's really something to watch. Something to to feast one's eyes on. Um so okay, let's jump into the news for idiots, which I think is marginally less depressing than last week. Good. So we love that for us. Um so let's see, what is our first story? Oh, the first story is one we're gonna skip. Yep. <laughs> There's something happening with Kanye West. Uh I advise you all to not look at anything about him. Nope. If you see his name in the news, skip over it. Don't even like share it to be like, this is horrible. No. Just don't because what cause that's what he wants 
what he wants is clicks and attention. He's putting out new music along with whatever else he's pretending oh, to do. Uh, and just ignore it. This is someone you should ignore. This is not a person that we should be engaging with in any fame, uh, like uh, any fashion, uh, even as a joke or even as this, this is so horrible. Just ignore it. That's how it goes away. So, uh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Put out a second trailer for Black is King. When? When was she, this? It was today. Oh, sorry. I didn't oh, tell you. I have not been looking at anything on social media that is not Devo's related. I, I have no idea what is happening in the news this week. Yes. So, is it beautiful? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just like she's doing the uh, narration voiceover. Oh. It's amazing. And there's just like so many more shots of what the videos are going to be. And it's just like... It's gonna. It's just going to be such a wonderful visual, and I can't. I. Got, I mean, we're. Oh what? shit! I got a request off work. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, what are we? Two weeks out. Yeah. Um, I'm do this now. I know. I tried <laughs> to request that Friday off, and I don't think I'm gonna get it. So like, I might be up super late and just have to work like through a stupor the next day because it comes out that Friday. So Thursday night, we'll just stay up and watch. Hopefully. I mean, Hamilton came out midnight PST. I know they did that to us. Those motherfuckers. I, I hope that's not a Disney Plus thing. Like, do me a it solid. I know. Hey, at least it's not uh, how it took like uh, two days for Devos to get put on Amazon. <laughs> how it was supposed to be July you 14th. Were and I was just like, hello. Yeah, that Where was is my movie? Not a happy time and for like, us. And they're like, oh, we're backlogged I mean, because of the pandemic. And I'm just like, oh, that's crazy. It's well, this bullshit. is funny because it's your job. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> From well, what I hear is that obviously it's going to be Lion King the Gift. And then I hear that the last video is going to be the video for Black Parade. That's right here. Oh, Black Parade. I finally did listen to Black Parade. Excellent, excellent. huh? It's so good. It's excellent. It's so yes. good. So I need to see a video for that. I assume it's coming, but it's just word on the street. Like, you know, those like Beyonce Twitter accounts that seem to have some information yeah. somehow. You can't They're, believe nothing. Uh, you can't believe nothing, but I trust them. Okay. I I tr- I, the only Twitter accounts I trust are the Beyonce, like the Beyonce hub. <laughs> they get things right. They do? They get things right. All right. Not well, everybody if they, has if that. If they get things right, then yes. they get things right. So I trust them. Um, and literally the most exciting news that I will be sharing every single week what the updates are. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah Carey, the best person on the planet <laughs> mm-hmm. has uh, decided to celebrate her 30 year career anniversary by every Friday. So the word was every. So I'm assuming from now until forever. Yeah, the time. <laughs> yes, every Friday. Every Friday. And the world is ending. So honestly, it could be like two more videos. That's the thing. <laughs> um, Mariah Carey is going to be releasing a rarity, a B-side, a remix, maybe some unreleased tracks as a part of the hashtag MC30 celebration. And this week she just released onto her YouTube an HD version of and on um, uh, to Spotify, the digital uh, platforms, music platforms, a her first like live showcase performance. She's singing crazy. Vision of Love, Love Takes Time um, and does an Aretha Franklin cover and it's on her YouTube now as the live debut in HD quality, That's 1080p amazing. and it's just like she's such a baby. Like she's 19 years old. It's so amazing to like because I had no idea what her first live appearance right, was or whatever. Right. Like I had no idea how she was introduced to the world and everything. Um, so to to be like, oh, this is the moment that the world saw right. literally a legend. Oh my god! L- like to see like, oh, that's this moment. Like that's amazing. I did see that on Twitter when she tweeted, it and she's just like the crushed olive green, <laughs> uh, the olive green crushed velvet dress was like, not my idea. I feel like everything that has a visual attached to it, she's going to apologize for the fashion in some way because she unless. 
unless it comes out after 1997, where she's like, that was great. <laughs> that was a moment. I looked amazing. I love how she's just so anti Someday. Everything oh about God. Someday. All the visuals, which are fine. Oh, like they look. I mean, did I tell you that she performed Someday at this performance and cut it out of the EP? No, she didn't. <laughs> In fairness to her, I listened to the performance because there's like a low quality version online and it's a complete mess. Like, they, like, something about the arrangement, like, they cut the uh, chorus in half, but it didn't seem like they told Mariah or the singers they were going to do that. Oh. So they continue singing the chorus. It's just like uh, arrangement wise actually is a mess, even though she's 19 and sounds perfect and like whatever. <laughs> and like but the whistle it, it was unbelievable. Uh, and, oh, the whistle at the end but, of Sunday? Yes. I mean, but I'm sure that was just helpful for her because she's like, I never liked that song anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see her like when during the Touch My Body mishap on Good Morning America when yes. all of a sudden it starts going wrong and she just looks off to the side and she's like, hey. <laughs> hey. And she's I like, mean, so many things. <laughs> and then stop singing my stop part. Stop singing my like, part oh, now, baby. That's a classic, a classic yeah. line. Um, yeah, and Mariah does that um, on the Vanishing rehearsal from this era where she's singing and the SM Rehearsal. I assume you I've played that for you haven't I uh, she's rehearsing for SNL and she's singing vanishing and she truly it's one of her best vocals of all time like mm-hmm. she like goes from the like and then goes up to a whistle right there and uh-huh. it's just like you're not human <laughs> unbelievable uh, but then at a point she's just like singing the song like looking behind her and it's like somebody's doing the wrong note oh you show me that <laughs> of course you I show have. me that somebody's doing the wrong note oh so <laughs> like it's, good it's like so low and guttural and it's just like I love that she's always been like that she's even just at like, 19 even at 19 she's like that's wrong <laughs> someone's doing something wrong but doing so, it singing it if this means we're gonna get any unreleased songs and or slipping away on streaming wow that would be a moment I will truly pass away wow. that'll be the end and of then May. that we will have to start a justice for slipping away hey better that 20th number oh one god don't even like you we know i'm about to i feel like we should be able to we could do it. get this stuff on streaming these are classics in the making if people just had access to everything fades away do you think of me slipping away so many b-side and i think we might get that and i think we might actually get a b-side there was a b-side uh that was referenced in like the supercut that she's said like in releasing this first thing was talking about. And there is a song that was recorded for emotions that we've never heard Mm -hmm. that was like listed on a track list. And it's like, are you going to put out an unreleased song we've never heard? Wow. I will die. During emotions era when she's just going nuts. She's just like singing out of her face. (laughs) I just, I would die. So everyone get ready for MC 30 updates every week because they're coming from now until forever. All right. She told us. Um, okay, we do have a couple of sad news, but we're going right. to kind of um, compile it into one moment. Uh, Tamar Braxton, Tony Braxton's sister and big brother celeb. Celebrity big brother, big brother two winner. Two winner. Okay. Yes. Uh, she was hospitalized this weekend after suffering an overdose. It is reported that she attempted suicide. Um, unclear if that has been confirmed. It seems like she's having issues with she's a reality star as well as a musician and she is on the we tv network and it seems like she's having issues with how she's been portrayed because she Aww. was uh they have a family show braxton family values which does really well but like she feels like the production has kind of been tearing her family apart lately it used to be kind of a more fun light-hearted show and now uh-huh. there's so much family drama coming to light oh and so much you know just like very serious issues coming to the forefront and people fighting that she feels like the producer behind it she did another spinoff show that just its trailer just released and she was trying to be very positive and like not make it be like that and she felt still still felt like she was being edited into the uh, angry black 
Aquaman. Well, if it was character. her, if it was her show, like, wouldn't she have control over? it? Maybe I don't think she she's the executive producer. Oh, I think it's God. just like she's the star of the that's show. So, that's so sad because Tamar Braxton. When I tell you, she was so lovely yes. and lovable and fun. And she's been on, the villain on her show. Like, watching because you, she went into the celebrity Big Brother house. And you could tell they started to edit her as kind of like, oh, she's going to start trouble and right. everything. But then you watched her on the live feeds 24-7 and you're just like, no, she's fucking iconic. Right. And like really just just such a huge heart and like wears her emotions on her sleeve. Right. Yes and everything. But just so lovely yeah. and was an amazing Big Brother player. Like I love it. you were not expecting it whatsoever. She is the second player to win by a unanimous vote. Wow. The only other player is is Dan. Wow. Who is like like the greatest Big Brother player of all time. But it's, it's so so she is so smart. She right. is so like socially aware, like and just such a lovely, lovely person. I mean, I watched her twenty four seven on the feeds. Like she is she's awesome. And yeah. so this was very, very It's upsetting. very sad and she's a great voice and mm-hmm. it's very funny on that Braxton Family Values show I hear, but I just feel like maybe she's tired of being seen in this light and she's stuck in a contract she can't get out of it. The details about this have not fully come out, but that's kind of the word on the street of it all. But uh, in great news, I think she has woken up and like the doctors are saying, she's going to make a full recovery. So I'm sure we're going to hear from her as to what happened. But everyone I, keep her in your thoughts and prayers because this is very sad yeah. for someone who's, you know, done nothing but entertain people. I hope she's OK. She has a That's young son who like she adores. Like, yeah. You can tell. So so I I hope everything works out. OK. For yes. Um, and speaking of um, people who have, with young sons who may have passed away, Naya Rivera, her body was recovered from mm-hmm. Lake Piru, um, which is. Sad, but also like at least the people involved, her family and friends can now mourn her and not have a question mark over that. Yeah, there was um, a time where it was like, yeah, oh, last no, week this, when this we were could recording, go unsolved, like it could forever. go in a couple of different directions. Yeah. So this is very sad, but I feel like now um, her castmates and friends and former castmates have all come out and talked about and like posted things on Instagram about how great she was as a person and how fun. It's smart and what a great parent she was. So people are, are mourning and grieving, but it's very much a celebration of life and like sharing some of the performances that she did on Glee because she's a very talented, talented person. And as more information's come out, did you see that it was so sad? The Ventura County Sheriff said in, um, that basically from what they found of the body and what they know of what happened on that boat, she used like her last ounces of strength to save her son mm-hmm. and just didn't have any more strength to save herself. And it's just like, oh, <sighs> it's just awful. So I know that a lot of her Glee cast members have uh, posted about her and uh, even her ex fiance, Big Sean, wrote a really nice post about how she was a hero and not just because she saved her son, but because she inspired so many people being like a queer Latinx character on television, which yeah. I think is a, a huge thing. That, which, like, can you say who, like, what other woman is a, a queer Latinx character? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they exist now, but I'm sure there were fewer back then. Oh my God, like 10 years ago? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so, amazing. Who was as gorgeous and as talented. Oh my gosh, I know. So, may she rest in peace. It's a very sad ending, but I, 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 I'm I, glad it is a... An fun, ending. An ending. Yes. So, it's not, there are no more questions yes. about this. Um, All right, you're going to need to explain <sighs> this to me because is, everyone was everyone was talking about it and I was too busy to... Right. I was look, trying to look at some details and I'm like, I don't have the mental capacity. The thing is, I don't fully out. understand it, so I don't, I'm sorry that that's not super helpful, but okay... 
Nick Cannon has some sort of radio show or podcast or something, and he had a former uh, member of Public Enemy, I believe, who got fired from Public Enemy in like late 80s, early 90s, got fired for anti-Semitic comments. And so he had him on the show. I don't know why, and I don't know why they were talking about uh, race and or Jewish people, and essentially... From what I heard of it, it's like they were going back and forth on all of these conspiracy theories, like anti-Semitic conspiracy theories about how, you know, all the banks are, you know, are uh, controlled by the Rothschilds and like how the black people are the real Semitic people. So I can't be anti-Semitic because I'm not like they're they're the real chosen people and like blah, blah, blah. And it's just like it's just basically all this conspiracy theory nonsense that's being used against uh, Jewish people as you know, from a black perspective. And it's like, I feel like now is not the time for Jewish people and black people to be like fighting against each other about these things. That well, don't I mean, matter. never's the time, <laughs> never's the time, but especially not now when people are, you know, dying in the streets yeah. over, you know, the color of their skin. It's like, we should all be coming together and fighting what that what's happening around that and not trying to, you know, turn, in on ourselves. I don't know. It just is like, so I know he said a lot of anti-white things in general, like how white people are jealous of black people's melanin and that's why they're more barbaric and animalistic and all of this crazy stuff. And it's just like, I am not a person to ever be like, you know, oh, poor white people. (laughs) But (laughs) it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you accomplishing here? Like who are, how is this helpful? What you're doing? Like the whole Black Lives Matter movement is about like, black people being equal to the people around them. It's not trying to say that like, oh, everyone else is worse. Like Jewish people are liars or like white people, this, that. It's like, no, we just want to be treated like humans. We want the same opportunities everyone else has. And so it got, it really turned it in on itself because there were some black people who didn't hear the anti-Semitic stuff, but just heard the anti-white stuff. And they were like, eh. And, <laughs> and so they were like kind of taking up for him after he got fired. But then he apologized for saying the anti-Semitic thing. And then black people seemed to turn on him for that because they had not heard all the anti-Semitic stuff because mm. that was harder to find. And then so then he tweeted about like, well, I'm going to leave this earth. You can have it. So it kind of sounded vaguely suicidal from him on his tweets. And it's just was like. What's happening What's now? Happen- yeah, it just and then people were talking about how there were a couple other uh, celebrities who this week like made some anti-Semitic tweets as well, and I, I, I truly, I was like, I can't even right like comprehend this right now because my brain is so fried. And the thing and is, I, even if it wasn't, it's hard to get your head around. Yeah, it's like, wait, what was said? What who was said, said what and why? Give me the sound bites. I don't want to hear other people's opinion on it. I just want to hear. I know, and the I tried bite. to find it, and it's truly hard to find That's exactly crazy. what's being said. And so, because that people can their opinions can be swayed about what he said through, of course, their yes. their bubbles on social media. Right, and I think that was what was happening. So. Basically, ViacomCBS has ended its relationship with Nick Cannon because, quote, we are deeply troubled that Nick has failed to acknowledge or apologize for perpetuating anti-Semitism and we are terminating our relationship with him. This relationship goes back to when he was on Nickelodeon. It goes back to, you know, while now, which I think was still on MTV. I think he still is the host of The Masked Singer, so he still has a job of some kind. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's just like now is not the time to be making these kind of inflammatory statements, especially if it's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like what, like what, Nick, Nick like, what, are you, talking what are you talking about? Like what, how is this helpful? And how do you think this is real? And also, why would you invite someone who is literally one of their biggest qualities is noted anti-Semite yeah. onto your show to talk about anything? Yeah, that is really, why, why give that person a platform? Just yeah. like, no, I don't want to hear any of this shit. Yeah. What Done. has he, what else has he done that? Like, he was, I mean, he was in public enemy 
Kelly in the 80s before he got fired for being an anti-Semite. Jeez. And I think that was it. Career over. Jeez. I know. So I guys, let's just all get along. I mean, it's just, <laughs> uh, just don't do that. Yeah, don't be like, like Nick Cannon is the real point of that yeah, story. Like, I'm tired. You're tired. We're all tired. We're tired. And I'm tired of this. And honestly, so glad Mariah has no connection to that man anymore. I mean, obviously, they have two beautiful children together, but yeah. like, she doesn't have to comment on. Cause I felt like there was a time in which they were together, in which Nick would always give all these dumb comments about Mariah that were unasked, and then whenever Mariah was around, it's like, well, Nick said this, Nick said this, and Mariah had to be like, I can't always comment on what Nick says. Nick says a lot of things. And it's like, <laughs> uh, he's thirsty. Queen, he's uh, he's thirsty. He's thinking he's a boss now. He's not. He is and he's not. A genie now, boy. You just looking thirsty. Just now. looking thirsty. Well, in happier news, especially for me, um, the Happy Endings cast is has recorded a special Zoom episode that is going to be streamed live to, uh, July twentieth, which I believe is tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, July twentieth. Yeah, July twentieth. So yeah. it's gonna it's airing four p.m. Pacific time on uh, the SPTV YouTube channel, and it's a, a live special event with like a whole new episode they're reading, and then a Q and A that's gonna benefit Color of Change and WC Kitchen. Uh, and I am very excited. We all know that this is one of my favorite shows and a show that clearly was just like taken off the air for no reason. And I'm still mad about it. I, even though it happened in like, I don't know, 2013. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still mad. You I will are, forever will be always mad. Be, the Happy Endings fans will always be mad just about Just like this. bring it back. Like we want it back. Every, and like I don't know if that any of them are doing anything that would preclude them from getting back together and doing the show well, no again. one's doing nothing now i mean i guess but like so back in 2021 this. they gotta plan it they, they gotta, gotta plan, plan it. it i'm ready for it and i'm glad they're doing a little reunion i think that's gonna be very cute did you watch the 30 rock i um, haven't actually watched it okay yet. i've been meaning to and i heard that jane krakowski was a uh guest judge on drag race and did an amazing job yeah I she was trending that. like all day on Twitter. i love and i couldn't it. click on it because i'm like i'm busy <laughs> <laughs> i also love have you ever seen that interview i don't even remember who i think it was with uh seth Oh, what's his name? He used to be on SNL, Seth Myers. Seth Myers. <laughs> and uh, she's talking about how her son like has a lot of close girlfriends. He's probably like, I don't know. It sounded like he was six or somewhere between six and eight and went over to his girlfriend's house and they were playing dress up and he like put on makeup with markers and like was wearing a dress and walking around. And Jane Krasker was like, you know, it was pretty impressive. And I was like, where, what inspired this look like? Where did this come from? And he's like, oh, I watched RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, I love that. Like she has a little boy who loves dressing up and watching Drag Race. And now she can, she can be on and be like, I love all these queens. Oh and yeah! I hope to see my son here one day. Oh yeah, my son will be the winner. Thank hey, you. I good, mean, good luck to with all the of his competition. Hey, if he has the passion for that and the talent of Jane Krakowski. Oh, and the money break. of Jane Krakowski, <laughs> she can get him all the fabric that that hey. boy wants, all the wigs, all the makeup, you all the products. Do it. Like, you gotta do it. Good for him. I love her, and yes, good for him. Yes, and good for him having that mother. Like, if you're gonna be a little Drag Race fan, oh yeah, you want Jane Krakowski to be your mom. Oh my God, yeah. Like Jane Krakowski was born to give birth to a right. Drag queen. I mean, so I'm glad that everything's going right in that household. Yeah. Um, just something that I'm excited about. Billboard is no longer al- allowing tour and merch bundles to count towards their charts, and what this means for those of us who are not chart watchers. I, I had no idea that this was a part of yes. Billboard. And so when people would put out albums and be like well I'm also going on tour and if you buy a ticket to see my tour you get the album for free and that would count towards their first week sales. oh wrong that's completely wrong and that's they would do horrible. that for merch so they'd be like oh if you buy this like sweater that says Selena Gomez on it it counts out we'll get a free CD and it'll, it'll count towards the sale of rare wow it's like, that is cheating yeah and so many people have gotten number ones on the singles and albums charts by just fully cheating damn because like no one wants a CD no and people want a shirt they want <laughs> and they want to go to a concert 
Damn. It's completely fucked up. Yeah. Cause why would you buy a CD? Right. Like it's, it's hard to, to say like, Oh, I bought the CD. That means that like, you know, you're not just streaming it. So like they yes. just want to give out. That's yes, crazy. Just yeah. to like inflate their numbers. So I'm very glad it was a long time coming. Honestly, there were so many number ones and like inflated sales that were always like, Oh, this was a ticket bundle. Got it. Like I remember when the Jonas brothers came back and they were big, they were big in their comeback. I get that, but they had a tour ticket bundle and I think they were like one of the biggest first weeks of the entire year like it sold more their first week than ariana grande did with thank you next because she didn't have a ticket bundle it's like look that song was huge that comeback was big but this is ridiculous come on (laughs) how dare this is homophobic this is homophobic ariana is just clearly a bigger star than you this isn't right so thank you billboard uh and lastly i just want to show matt Steele, who andy king from um the Fire Festival documentaries is dating. I still have not seen the Fire Festival documentaries, but I know enough about it and I'm just. <laughs> well, I'm glad. <laughs> uh, I'm glad he found true love. Yes, he says he found tr- it only took him the thir- like 58 years to find true love. And I mean, a lot of that was waiting for his new boyfriend to be born. I mean, that's sure. You know, 26 year old um, is with real Andy King. And, you know, I love that for them. I think that is a prideful union, but it's just like, you look at that picture and that's, it's father and son. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's kind of just like, it's, I mean, good for the 26 year old. I mean, right. But the thing is like, isn't this guy like a bad guy? Like, isn't he like, wasn't he like a villain on the? No, not, I mean, no, he was trying to help out. He was the one who was like really trying to help get things oh. set up. And so he gave up, he was like going to the border and prepared to give a blow job. That's the one. Get yes. water or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's so, the one. So yeah. not the, not no, the villain, not, no, the, no, no. not the one who frauded everyone. But no, like, no, no. Just someone who was willing to go above and beyond more than Right. And again, I'm not judging a May December romance if everyone's consensual and everyone's of age. We love that. But I'm just saying 58 to 26 is a big gap. Like it's it's a big gap. It's a big gap. Like I, as a 33 year old, would feel weird, a little weird dating a 26 year old now because it's like, I don't know that we're at the same (laughs) point in our life. Oh, I'm like, if someone's like more than two years younger than me, I'm kind of just like, I don't know. (laughs) Just like, I don't know. It's just a little weird for me personally. But, you know, they don't have those feelings. uh, Yeah. I, I always find that I, the guys who I am most compatible with or when I have dated are always like literally my age, mm. maybe a year older or maybe a year younger. Okay. Like I always find that that's who I always find myself the most like romantically, emotionally compatible. With. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and it's, and I remember when I was younger um, and you know, older guys would like message me and everything. Right. And then if I didn't message them back, they would just be like, Oh, like you should learn how to like, like you should date older. Everyone needs to experience that. And I'm kind of just like, well, I, I don't want to date you. Like I like, sorry. Like I, I don't, and that has nothing to do with, with like how you look or anything. Right. It's just that I don't feel like I can relate to right. where you're at in your life. And I'm sorry, like I'm 22. And if you're in your fifties and you feel like you can relate to where I'm at in my life, then like, that's like a little weird. <laughs> like that, like, I don't, I don't yes, know. No, like, I, I think, yeah, I feel like there's definitely a market for that, but I just think for me personally, how, if you are that much further along in your life and career, how is there not just like in a weird power dynamic or maturity dynamic that like is automatically they presented to you because it's like, Oh, you are 
over twice my age, like it just feels like you're setting up a weird pattern well, in that relationship. And the thing is, like some people are into it. Like yes, some, like some, people, some young people are just like, I love an older guy because I love that he has his life together. He's mature. He has life experience. Right. And a lot of older guys are like, oh, I really like younger. And this is, isn't just about like you know homosexual relationships. Right. Obviously, this happens in heterosexual relationships. But some people are like, I like someone who's younger, makes me feel alive and everything. And and some people like the sort of sense that we're not in the same position in each right. other's lives and everything. But I also find that if a younger person doesn't want to date an older person mm. or an older person doesn't want to date a younger person, there's like kind of this judgment on them. Mm. Like, being like, well, you're not open to everything. And like everyone should date like outside of their age group. And it's like, don't, don't tell me yeah. who I should. Everyone can do what they everyone want. Everyone can do what they want. You know, like, even Andy and his, his young man, I hope that they are very happy and everyone's safe in that relationship. But it's just like, it's just like, Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you look at that picture and it's just a no wow. But, oh, you know, wow. If it works for them, it works for them. Wish them nothing but the best. But, you know, maybe it's not for me. That's no. Okay. I would say so. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> well, so that's that, that any guys who are, you know, my age out there. Yes. You know, I also have uh, just like a little bit of news. That oh, just please. dropped like a couple hours ago. I'm excited. Rosie O'Donnell confirms that she will play Mrs. Bryce in the funny girl Broadway revival. Wow. I am so excited for, first of all, for Broadway to come back. Yes. But I'm so excited that Rosie O'Donnell will be mm. playing a big role in a Broadway musical wow. and a big revival. Because it just got me excited thinking like Rosie O'Donnell. A, it needs like the most massive comeback ever, of but course. especially on Broadway. Mm. If anyone should, I'm just going to say this, if anyone should have a Tony Award on their mantle, it is Rosie fucking O'Donnell. Wow. Like she has hosted the Tony Awards for, you know, many years. Her years of hosting were always so incredible because she she just had this, such an enthusiasm for Broadway. Mm. On her TV show, she was the biggest Broadway yeah, she's such stand. such a fan. I love such it. Such a fan. She literally made the show The Triumph of Love in <laughs> 1998 or whatever seem like it was Hamilton. Like she just, had such an infectious enthusiasm that it's just like you know what give her some great roles in a Broadway show the woman needs a Tony Award let's go has she never been on Broadway before she's been on Broadway okay, she's good. replaced like she was the replacement as the cat in the hat in Seussical oh. and uh, she was the replacement Golda in the 2004 revival of Fiddler on the Roof and everything mm. and you know so she's done stuff like that and everything yeah. but like no we want like a role for her. She opens the show. Yeah. Like, let's go. She's Rosie O'Donnell. She has given so much to the Broadway community. She produced Taboo, God damn it. She <laughs> gave us such a great show in Taboo with an amazing score. All right. And okay, it didn't do that well. But she was so enthusiastic about it and loved it. She, she deserves... Broadway greatness. All right. So, you know, we're going to be rooting for Rosie at the Tonys next year, I guess. And also, I'm, I, I'm excited that a Funny Girl revival is coming. I, who's playing Fanny Bryce? I was going to say. It's not going to be Lance. <laughs> I didn't say it. I mean, I, I just say it. <laughs> I can't. Although, like, if they were like, hey, Leia, come do it. I'd be like, all right, this is great. <laughs> I'd be like, this is pretty badass. That would be a lot of press around the show, for sure. Oh, like yeah. Cast Leah Michelle. I'd be like, oh, this is really fun. After I'm all buying these years. it. <laughs> I'm buying a ticket and giving her a high five at the stage door. All right. She might spit in your face, but watch out. Oh, no. Now she's going to be super nice. I know. I bet. She'll yeah. never be nicer. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Great. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more 2K Nuts. Hey, everybody. 
We're back. We're back. It's happening. It is Email My Heart, the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys have emailed to us. Um, if you would like to be a part of Email My Heart, you know what to do. You can email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Um, we're going to answer three emails yes. this time because one of them's pretty short one. Uh, first one is from Tony. Tony says, hey, Matt's been watching your videos, listening to your podcast since it's quiet uptown. Videos and podcasts always make my day brighter. Um, you both have also introduced me to so much good music. Don't Hold Your Breath was one of my most played songs of last oh, year. A great song. Mariah Carey's presence in my music library has exploded. Oh. Most importantly, I am a huge fan of Matt Palmer's original music. Oh. Inevitably, given up my love and break up are some of my personal faves. Oh my God, that's so kind. Thank you, Tony. Available now on Spotify. Matt it's Palmer true. music. <laughs> uh, my question, uh, it's a very uh, short, simple question. Uh, my question is really to my number one pop queen, Kelly Clarkson, I'm curious how you both would rank her three latest pop albums against each other. Meaning of Life, Piece by Piece, and Stronger. All of the albums got Grammy noms, but best pop vocal album... Uh, uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. All right. All of the albums got Grammy noms for best pop vocal album, and Stronger actually won. Mm. Rank them, Matt Palmer. I would rank them... Number one, stronger. Mm-hmm. Number two, meaning of life. Mm-hmm. Number three, piece by piece. I would probably maybe rank it that way too. Yeah. I think I really, really love the highs on meaning of life. Yes. Yes. Um, but I think stronger is like a more it's consistent. So consistent. Album. It's so yes. long for it to be yes. that consistent. It's yes. very impressive. And I like by piece, piece by piece. And I, I, I remember when piece by piece came out, you were like a little disappointed by it. I was. And I, I listened to it years later, and I was like, I don't know what Matt Problem's problem is because I actually, I like this album. I think that album is hard because some of the best songs are the bonus tracks like Into the Blue is one of her greatest Into songs. the Blue is great. How was that on the album? I love, there are several tracks on the album I do like a lot. I love I uh, like War Paint. War Paint is good, I, yeah. I like Make You High. I mean as a song it's, it's fine but like I think the production is really cool and it, you know it's you know, it gets me excited. Okay. It pumps me up. Um, I like Good um, what is it? Good goes Good goes the bye? Good Goes the Bye. That's what it's called. It's okay. the last regular track, and I think that's a lovely song. Obviously, the title Obviously, track piece by piece is a, is classic. a master stroke. And, of and, but all versions of it. Besides that dumb dance remix they did in the video. <laughs> like, that was dumb. But the other two versions, the album version and the piano version, I love. And but you really like Heartbeat Song. I do like Heartbeat you Song. You like Heartbeat Song. I think it's cute. Heartbeat Song, I think, is fine. <laughs> actually, actually, no, I did listen to Heartbeat Song uh, again after yeah. having not listened to it for years, and I'm like, okay, I see where Matt It's Palmer's more the video yeah. that's like unacceptable okay <laughs> but i think uh i love both meaning of life and stronger i just think stronger might be i think just kelly as a pop rock queen who like sings with a lot of soul is just kind of her lane mm-hmm. and as much as i love that she was trying a new thing trying a new sound i just really feel like stronger is where she was hitting all the right notes for me music yeah it's a very consistent like yes this is what you do yes. album. like this yes. is what you do well album yeah i love it i will say um, so next question comes from Belen. Um, Belen or Belen? I like both. I love that. Uh, hey guys, my name's uh, Belen, and I'm a big fan of you two. I found you through your vid about vid about Britney Spears' VMA performances, and I've been a fan of the channel and podcast ever since. Oh yeah, thank you. Before I get into my question, I just want to say Matt Steele Devos was excellent. Hi. Uh, it was wonderfully written, directed, and acted out. That's so kind. It was one of the most genuine, charming, and hilarious films I've seen, and it was so fun to watch Matt S. act his little heart out. I also really loved the score by Julia Sokolowska, who's brilliant and a genius and we love her um, along with Matt Palmer's song for the film yes and the ending of the film along with a lot of other moments left me pretty shook hey you gotta be okay so now my question Britney Spears <laughs> 
Britney Spears has had a long career with many eras, and I was wondering which of her eras do you guys think was her best one? An era where everything was great, from the album to the music videos to promotion and everything in between. Mm. Doesn't necessarily mean best album. For example, Blackout was a great album, but the whole era around it wasn't exactly ideal. Mm. Know what I mean? So yeah, which era do you think was the best overall? Hope you guys are staying safe and sane. Have a great day. P.S. I stan Michelle, the prop girl. She was iconic. Yes. Um... This is a tough question, I feel like. What do you think? Uh, I think it's definitely uh, in the zone. I was going to say in the zone, but I, you know my thoughts on me against the music. That's true. You know what that I mean? first single isn't the best and first so single. And so that is the only like, oh, this is kind of off. But then after that, you get toxic. Yes. You get every time. Both yes. the songs and videos are unbelievable. And the video for me against the music is excellent. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's one of her absolute best albums. Yes. Like in my opinion, maybe like her second best album. Right. Um, and her performing skills were just off I mean, the wall. And this was her like at one of her like Heights, like high points. I think my, I think I'm gonna say oops. And oops is like second place (laughs) for me. The reason I'm saying oops is because I prefer the first single. Mm -hmm. All of the, the, and there were more singles. It was oops, Mm -hmm. it was lucky, it was, um, uh, don't let me be the last to know. Uh, there just were there was a lot there, and then when she performed on the VMAs that year, it was such a moment. I feel like that was just when she was so giant and humongous, and yes. everything was right. Yes, Every, everything. Was you know, I would. There were a couple of things like I would have loved if um, "Can't Make You Love Me" was a single. Uh, um, oh, that's so I good. Know. <laughs> uh, but, but I don't think that album is as good as in the zone. Oh, it's not. But I'm just yeah. thinking of era. Like to me, yeah. era. I feel like. We're, albums a part of it, but like the single releases, the mu- and that, the I choices agree. that were made, the music videos, the performances, I think Oops gets closer to everything right than In the Zone does. Okay, you're right about that. Right, like I think if In the Zone had another single and it was Showdown, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, Showdown. I know. I cry when I think of Showdown. It's a great because it's song. just so stunning. Yes, like so absolutely stunning. And honestly, the single choices for Femme Fatale were right. Those are the, I, those yeah, are the right I would agree with that. Um, I think the album Britney is underrated. Not my, obviously not the best album, but yes. like I think, I think there are some real great songs on there, Absolutely like, like bombastic. Love. I mean, of course, bombastic. Love. <laughs> Who's gonna say no to that? And also, like the overprotected remix video is just one of her best, and yeah. I will always stand. Uh, I, I, I like Britney a lot. Okay, okay, I, I, I agree with that sentiment, yes. but I feel like people don't talk about necessarily. Enough. Right. I don't know. Right. That's just my opinion. Okay. But yeah, I agree. Like, oops or in the zone are definitely like totally. objectively the right choice. Totally. I feel. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, next question comes to us uh, from uh, Sam. And That's Sam. It's a long question. Sam. Are you going to cut some of that out? <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. Well, it's kind of one for me and one for you. Okay. Uh, so, Sam says, Sam is the person who we were testing out our. Uh, Instagram live skills. I love it. And Sam caught us. <laughs> we, we were prepping for our Instagram live and we were like, okay, how does this work? So we were doing that and, yeah. S- and Sam popped up and she was like, hi. And we're like, whoa, hey. Uh, we didn't know that people would see this. So uh, Sam says, hey, Matt, my name is Sam. Uh, I've been a watcher of your channel since Beyonce Surprise album video in 2013. I uh, was recently watching your Instagram live and you guys shouted me out, which I did not expect. <laughs> Guess since I was the only person on it and did not realize you were both testing something out. Sorry about that. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Matt Steele, I know you're the king of cinema and musical theater, so my question for you is, what are your top three favorite movie and musical scores? I have a younger brother who's going to school for film music slash composing and was wanting him to start to listen to stuff that I think would be beneficial and or give him some inspiration. That's nice. Um, Favorite film scores... Honestly, E.T. to me is a perfect film score. John Williams, like just one of the most iconic film scores of all time. I literally can walk around and listen to it at any time. Wow. Um, Adore, adore the score to The Social Network. I can Mm. think it's like the sexiest music of all time. I love it. I I always say like, if I'm making love to someone, it'll be to The Social Network. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so just like, oh my God. Um, But uh I have to say one of my absolute, absolute favorite movie scores of all time, though, uh, which I don't think gets enough credit, is the movie Rudy, uh, the mm, football movie yeah. starring Sean Astin. An un, un, unbelievable movie score. Oh, my God. That final baseball sequence, like, you better fucking work. Wow. Oh, my God. I need to rewatch that. I think I watched that in, like, English class oh in my eighth God. grade or I something. I love that movie. It's such a beautiful movie. And mm-hmm. it's just so big and orchestral and so powerful. I, I just love it so much. Right. I'm also... Um, obviously Devos uh, with, with the tap dancing or anything. <laughs> yes. Um, but I was inspired by, uh, the score of Birdman with mm. Devos, except mm. instead of a drum, uh, I was like, why not tap dancing? Mm. So, so yeah, those are my, some of my favorite uh, movie scores, obviously musical scores, girl, we could be here all day. <laughs> Ragtime, anything by Rogers and Hammerstein, anything by Frank Lesser. Yeah. But all since right. your brother's going to school for film composition, I figured I'd focus on that. Yeah. But Matt Palmer, not sure if you already mentioned her in a video or what are your thoughts uh, on the podcast, on the podcast, what are your thoughts on Maggie Rogers? Her album "Heard It in a Past Life" came out in 2019. It was one of my favorite albums of that year. She was nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys. Have you listened? What are your favorite songs? I have listened. Um, okay. I'm a fan of hers. She went to my same recorded music school. Uh, the way that she got big was she um, was I think they had Pharrell in uh, the the Clive Davis department to just like listen to music or whatever. And like she played one of her songs and he cried. And so it went viral. I was like, Oh, new artist, like makes Pharrell cry. It was like a big viral moment. So I thought that was very cool. And then she put out her album and I was so happy that it was as good as it was. Um, so hold on, let me look up which of my songs. Okay. Are I'm going to name favorite. a couple other musical scores that I love. Okay. Uh, Carolina change. I love give <laughs> me a little, I or give a little, I love that song. I love light on as well. A uh, say it, I think is so, such an excellent piece of music. Um, and I think a retrograde is great. Back in my body. I love her. I think she should have a very long career ahead of her. I think she has a really cool sound. I uh, feel like she, if she focuses on her writing, she could be, you know, a, a little Lord one day. Like, I feel like she has the melodic choices that she makes are great. I love the production choices. And uh, I think it, that's a, an album that I feel like works really well for like, music placements like I when I saw one of her songs was the final song that was used in um, that Mindy Kaling movie with uh, about late night I think it's called late, late night. night with Emma Thompson yes and like the last few scenes of that uh, had a Maggie Rogers song in the background and I was like you know what that is exactly what this album should be like it should definitely be like the chase scene and or like the heartwarming scene and like most romantic comedy is that like how suddenly I see was in every movie for a while uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like there are songs on this Maggie Rogers album that should do that so I think she's great. I'm excited to hear the next things from her. Speaking, I don't know anything about Maggie Rogers, but yeah. I hear, I'm, I'm assuming she's lovely. Yeah. Um, and I would, since you like her so much, I'll definitely check her Do out. Do it. But so, I just want to say, suddenly I see is one of those songs that like, I always thought was like from the fifties. <laughs> like, it's like one of those songs that I always feel, you know, right, those songs it's like, that it's already like, been around. This has always been this here. Has always been here. And no. then when I found out that it wasn't, it was a recent song. I'm just like, Oh, I know. that's confusing. 
<laughs> okay, great. I love it. It's I mean, when classic. did uh, Kevin McPhee sing uh, Black Horse and the Cherry Tree? What was that song called? Uh, American Idol season yeah. five. All right. What year was that? That was 2006. Okay. Well, it was the same album. Uh, that's, oh, is uh, it? Suddenly I See is on that. That was her second oh, single after. I don't know what that song's called. Something in the church. Black Horse, Dark Black Horse? Black Horse in a Cherry Tree. I think Black Horse in a Cherry Tree. Okay, okay. Tree. And Catherine McPhee was like on the ground. Yes, I remember that being a big deal. So yeah. yes, it was the same album for um, Katie Tunstall. I believe her name was. Cool. All right. Awesome. So, Matt Steele, mm-hmm. what has been giving you moments this week? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have any moments? Are you just saying Devo's again? I mean, it's all it's all Devo. All Devo like, all the time. I've been working on this movie for nine years. Yes. And I've had this movie in my head for so many years yeah. and then finally had it on in a screen form for so long. I've had the final version of the movie just and just putting it together and everything. It's it's I always forget that like no one else has seen it. Yes. And it's so I like talk to people and about it and I'm just like, oh, you know, this scene where this happens and everything. And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, that's right. No one else has seen it except yes. for me and the people who have worked on it and everything. And even the people who worked on it in the beginning, like have don't know what the final product looked like. So exactly. the fact that people are finally seeing it is just so overwhelming yeah. and so unbelievable to me. And the fact that they're liking it so much. Of course. And the fact that like we're getting such good reviews and and people are coming through the, the but the best part is people are like coming through the woodwork i am hearing from people who i have not spoken to in like 20 years i love it who are messaging me with like a picture of their tv screens being like i'm watching and i'm Aww. just like <laughs> like it's sweet. like this is this is the most amazing mind blowing experience and i just know like i'm just going to have to savor this week because Absolutely. i will never have another week in my life where i release my first movie it's true like, i will never have this again yes, so like soak it in i have to enjoy it and it's a little hard to enjoy it because like i'm so exhausted right. <laughs> and i feel like i'm working so hard and everything yes. and and you know i'm freaking out about so much but I just like sit back and I'm just like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like you should. Holy, holy. It's here. Holy shit. Like this is absolutely nuts. It is. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a great week. It's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. It's so I just want to say my like biggest heartfelt thank you to everyone who has reached out to us saying that they watched and everything and for like s- spreading the word. Yes. And I'm so happy that you guys all seem to be enjoying it and that you're so supportive. Like it really just, I, it just means the world to Aww. me. I can't tell you how much it means to me. Like it just, it just makes me feel so good and good. so loved and, and you know, so thank you world <laughs> thank you thank world. you world indeed uh. <laughs> um well what's been giving me moments i've talked about on a different channel but i just have to bring it up again the dixie chicks album is the so chicks. excuse me <laughs> the chicks album is so unbelievably incredible like i like it more and more every time i listen oh to every it. time i listen to it i'm like this is better and better exactly like every it. song that i was like oh this is fine i'm like texas man is Texas Man is incredible. Jam. And incredible. I did not get it the first time I heard yes. it. Yes. I mean, I thought it was good, but like, I love it so much. Oh my much God. Now. Texas Man is amazing. It's so good. That's and the one that's like really jumped up yes, for me. Yes, I agree. Uh, Sleep at Night, of course, it, I will just die listening <laughs> to that song. I just like can't not listen to it. And I just think that stretch between um, my best friend's weddings oh and Young Man is oh just like, Oh my God. This is 
perfect unbelievable. songwriting. And unbelievable. like, I am a huge fan of Jack Antonoff, who uh, who produced, I think, nine out of the 12 tracks. They worked with Justin Trantor, our buddy, Julia Michaels, like just everybody who's anybody came in this album. And I love that it still sounds like the chicks, but it's yes. just like modernized and like popified, but it doesn't sound like they're completely out of their element. And of course, lyrically about the dissolution of this marriage, like the details, the details, the details. We always ask for songwriters, give us specificity. And Mm -hmm. Natalie Maines gave us specificity. It's so interesting because like, you know, sometimes like the lyrics don't necessarily fit into like a structured meter or like they don't, you know, have or they aren't like a perfect rhyme or something like that. But because they feel so personal, it works like any like writer or composer or anything will just tell you, you know what, even if it it could break all the rules and everything. But if it works, it works. Exactly. And because it feels so personal to her and because you are hanging on to everything she's saying, like it works. It's like not ready to make nice. Yes. Like like the bridge is crazy in that song. But what a song. That's why it works. Yes. And because you're just hanging on to every second and you're just like, God, I yes. Know. So I love her writing style. I like I, th- I think it's, she really, you can tell she really pours her heart and soul out into everything. And I, I th- now that I'm thinking back, I remember you saying that Julia Michaels had a hand in writing Juliana Calm Down. Yes. But someone tweeted us today being like, Julia Michaels wrote like a couple of these yeah. songs. And I was n- not aware of, like I completely forgot about that. Right. And I was just like, of course, of course, she, of she, course she had a Anytime there's like amazing music that comes out, Julia Michaels, Justin Tranter, and Jack Antonoff were somehow involved these years. And it's just Man, like amazing. How, how are all of their songs so good? They must have so much money. I know, right? Oh, they must have so much I money. I know, honestly. <laughs> so, I mean, I know we already had a video about it. I'm sorry. I, I just can't. Like, I don't. It's really. Girl, up we also there. already had a video about Devos, too, but I brought that, that up. <laughs> I'm just. It's up there with Rina Sawayama and Dua Lipa and. You know, Chloe and Hallie. I just, I love it so much. I, I love, love how so they're much. like all complete, like the best albums yes. of the year are all completely different genres. Yes, absolutely. And so you can't even compare them. because it's just They're like, just, they're both, they're all different levels of amazing, different shades of amazing and. Different ages, honestly, different, different ethnic, like different ethnicities, yes. different races, different genres, different walks of life. Like the, it's incredible. For all the shit we will forever talk about the year 2020 gave us some good music. Yeah. You know, and we're only halfway through. I know. We haven't even gotten started on the MC30s. Uh, I know. When Slipping Away goes number one, like, that's it. There's, there's be nothing it. else to live for because 2020 will be the year for music. And you want to know why? It's because it started out with Mariah Carey at number one. Hey. All I want for Christmas is yes. year. Yes. Imagine Mariah getting two number ones this year. I would just die. It'd be from songs from 1984 and 1986. It'd be the best. Oh, So guys, I guess that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys out there. Yeah. Thank you also for tuning into our uh, Instagram live yes that was so much fun so we might do another one of those sometime soon um and make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at matt palmer music and it's matt Steele. and at two gay mats for both of us spelled t-w-o and uh we love you very much we'll be back next week with another two gay mats podcast bye guys bye